Welcome to Seasons of Skyrim, a custom 5th edition D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they explore the world around them. I am your host and DM, Scott. Hi, my name is Shannon. I play Arnis Grey, or Grey the Great, to my fans. I am a half-elf bard. Hi, my name is Chris. I play Vale the Changeling Rogue, sometimes known as Kara Frostfall or Lord Carver Golddagger III. Hi, my name is Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the human monk. Thank you for joining us. Please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrim. Thank you for joining us for our inaugural trilogy. These first three chapters serve as an introduction to our characters. They are best thought of as a supplemental to the main story, which begins with chapter four. In these first three chapters, each player answers some fairly basic questions regarding their character's background. We set this up so that everyone could have a basic understanding of the characters before jumping into the action. As part of the survey, each player also describes a smaller quest they performed that involved another player before the start of the story. That is to say, they describe how they thought it went. Each character introduction ends with us playing out that impromptu quest to discover what really happened. As a bit of a warning, I will tell you that all three chapters were recorded in a single sitting, and during this time we had the name of an alter ego change from Arwen to Kara. Those names are used interchangeably in these episodes, and I apologize for any confusion, but don't worry, the names are all settled starting at chapter four. With that out of the way, I welcome you to our story. Please introduce us first. What is the name of your character? My character's self-name is Vale. I am a member of the Assassin's Guild, which is called the Denouement. Uh, okay. I'm a changeling, and as such, have several different personas I take on. Sounds good. You've been staying in the city of Karami for a while now. How long have you been here? Uh, I've been here for six months. And what is it exactly you do in the city? Let's see. Well, it took me about a month to make the contacts I needed to get the job I currently do. Um, I uh, serve as a bar wench uh, within a local tavern. Do you have a name for that tavern? I do not have a name for that tavern. All right. Gonna... We'll, we'll think of a name of that tavern by the time your character gets on her feet or his feet. Wonderful. And I've come here with a purpose. I came here um, on a contract, and I've been using the last six months to build the contacts I'm caught. I needed to get close enough to eliminate my target. Who is your target, then? This is where we're going. Okay. Normally, uh, I would have taken him out faster than the six months I have, but my client requires that the death look like natural causes. Uh, he is a rich noble of some sort. I don't have a name for him. I don't know your society that you set up. And so he's harder to get to. Um, requires a little more finesse than I'm used to. And so as such, I've spent most of my time working in the tavern, building contacts, getting information. Okay. I've had some successes and failures that are deeper on the page. That's great. Nice. Who is your closest acquaintance here in, ta- in the city? Uh, tavern owner. Tavern owner. Yes. Uh, while I do have contact with my guildmates or a guild contact in town, um, I rarely see that person, obviously, with the hush-hush undercover stuff and all that. I have grown fond of the tavern owner, and I do what I can to ensure that they are safe and that no one causes trouble within the bar. They also serve as a tool to help me achieve my goal. <laughs> <laughs> that is noble, in a way. Someone here in Karami considers you an enemy. Why? Uh, I have a rival guild member in town. Uh, this is someone who always has had it out for me. 
uh, since we were in our training days. I was always better than this person. Mm. They have since come to town to try and beat me to my target. They have, however, arrived very recently and do not have my unique abilities, but have their own way of getting what they want and trying to beat me to the target. Oh. In any other situation, they probably just would have challenged me to combat or killed me. But and do you know this person well? We, yeah, we came up together, so we've always kind of been rivals. They think do they have a name yet? Not yet. More. I will get you a name. If you don't have one by the time they show up, I'm just going to name them. Something. That works too. Okay. Within the past year, someone important in your life, one way or another, here in the city has died. Who were they? So I had been working for about three months to get close to a member of my target's entourage mm -hmm. and had finally gotten close to one. Uh, he was this charismatic, hot-headed youth and I managed to get him to fall for my womanly wiles. I was uh, working on spending time with him to perfect his mannerisms and foibles and take his place, but he was killed in a street duel. So this is a very well-known death. Oh yeah, a very well-known death. Was this duel spur of the moment or is this like an organized duel? No, it was like uh, he had inadvertently insulted someone in a bar one night and uh, was not the bar I work at, so I couldn't do anything to prevent it. And they went outside and fought to the death and he died. So now I'm kind of back to square one. Do you know who it is who killed them? I know the, the story of it. It was another noble that he had insulted in the bar. It was actually not even really an insult. The guy was just kind of hot-headed and drunk and neither one of them was sober enough to fight well. Right. And Drunk people doing stupid things? Exactly. Drunk rich people doing stupid things. Ah, they're the worst. Okay. <laughs> no bias, but bias. That's so true. What are you most skilled at? Uh, infiltration and investigation. Traditionally, I like to sneak into my target's location and their life quietly without notice and sneak back out. On the other side of that, what are you least skilled at? Uh, I like to call it interpersonal subterfuge. Please do explain. <laughs> it's the the one-on-one -on -one kind of romancing... The, the lying to someone's face, the getting into the locked room by convincing the guard I'm supposed to be there anyway. But you got that nice young noble man to fall for you anyways. It took a lot of time. It took three months. Then <laughs> <laughs> he died. That's, Bummer. Yeah. All that work for nothing. For nothing. I was, I was not happy the evening that happened. <laughs> what is your character's favorite way to unwind? And how do others view this activity? I have sticky fingers. It is not, and it's not so much about stealing things as it is the thrill of testing my skill. Uh, so much so that I will take things, but I'll also leave things. Like, be like, hey, that poor person is walking down the street poor. I bet they could use a gold and to see if I could, like, slip it into their pocket unknown. When people catch me stealing, they're usually pissed off, and then I give it back to them. If they catch me leaving things, they're usually kind of happy, and they just take it and walk away. A very interesting way to unwind. All right. What do you fear the most? Uh, the one thing I fear the most is people discovering my true identity. And as such, I've obviously developed a couple of them. All right. Yeah. That's, that's and, a yeah, reasonable fear yeah. for someone in your situation. Yeah. And it, a lot of it stems from, like, the cultural stigma against my race because of, you know, mm -hmm. be anyone and anything. So I don't feel comfortable with people knowing exactly who and what I am. I like it. Let's see what's next. Who or what will you always make time for? The, my brothers and sisters within my order. Anyone who's not my rival, I will pretty much drop anything to do that I'm doing for them as long as I can. The closest thing I have to family is my order. Do you worship a god? Uh, I don't actively worship anything, but I give lip service to the god of death, considering what I do, and the god of shape changers. 
Okay, lip service to the god of death, which is Koram, and to the god of shapeshifters, which I want to say is Tiff. That sounds about right, but I'm not sure. Yes, Tiff, with a T-Y-P-H. It's not short for Tiffany. Please. <laughs> Do not call a god Tiffany. Oh, come on. Where's your sense of fun? I mean, you can if you find this god, but there's a god of shapeshifters, so good luck. I'd really like to get breakfast at Tiff's. Uh, had to be done. The problem is, you just never know what you're getting. <laughs> or who you should get it from. It looks like toast, but it's going to taste like three-day-old scrambled eggs. <gasps> Gross. <laughs> That's so gross. Even the food is changing shape. Ew. <laughs> I have to go. <laughs> All right. Last thing for you. For you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sorry. You've worked together with someone else here at the table to complete a task or job for somebody else. What did you do? And who is it with? And what was the resolution? So the one I know for sure, and I'm open to anything with Nate's character. But and for, yeah, yeah, the other two of you, if you... Want to jump in on that? Be like, yes, I was totally there and I loved it, or I totally hated it and I never want to work with him again. Fine, whatever. Arwen works together with what's the character's name? Arnis. Arnis to take down a protection racket. There was a our tavern owner was getting kind of shaken down by these guys, shaken down, shook down, shook down, whatever by these guys, uh, and he had kind of been going along with it for a really long time until. Both of us were around at the same time. Kind of regularly. And he, the tavern owner had noticed that I had some skills that I wasn't really showing off and kind of sent me to go with the bard because he's like, the bard's got skills, send the bard and then you go help him out. And I kind of hesitantly helped take down these guys and they haven't come back, but we didn't kill them. We just kind of scared them. And so they aren't thrilled by us either. Where did you encounter them? So we went kind of right up to their base of operation and knocked on the door. Aranis, how did that go for you? Was it a good operation for you? Did you enjoy it? I wasn't exactly thrilled about having to go talk to the bad guys with a bar wench. Boy, that seems like good backup. She didn't really say anything, but it appeared that my words got through to them. I have a kind of gift for making friends with everybody. But for some reason, like, three-quarters of the way through my little speechy speech, they just decided, okay. They packed up and left? Town? They no, 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 town, no. They just, they were they, just like, okay, we won't harass them anymore. Yeah, they okay. stopped harassing our bar owner. I can only assume that she did something while standing over my shoulder, but I didn't see her do anything. These guys just all of a sudden okay. went, okay, we'll all stop. Right. So they're still around, and it's very good to know. As far as I know, I won them with my words. I may have been kind of behind her. Making deathy type gestures. <laughs> kind of sharpening the blade that I made appear out of nowhere. <laughs> they're like, hey, look, it's a bar wench. Where did she get that dagger from? And finally, where do you live? I live in the bar that I work for, in some sort of quarters that the owner has sent me up in. The owner knows me only as a kind of, kind of I was a street urchin. And took me in off the street because he saw some potential in me. I do really enjoy putting you in the basement. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, it's a nice dark little spot. And, and I would be comfortable there. People are not likely to walk in on you there. Which is why I would be comfortable there. Except, of course, probably for the bar owner. All right. We'll start our backstories with Kara, formerly Arwen. Name change to change her name. make less confusing. Just mm-hmm. the way she changes her looks. And Aranis who helped take down a protection racket 
at the request of Tobard, the bar, the tavern owner. Tobard, who owns the what's the Bard's Rest? Is that what you said the name was? I don't know. Bard's Bar. I definitely need a name. Bard's Rest. It's I like that. Bard's Bar. Bard's Rest is nice. Bard's Rest is pretty. Bard's good. Rest. All right, done. It's implied that it's a Bard's Bar. Mm-hmm. Bard's Rest. There's actually a really good performer who just shows up and doesn't play anything. Just <laughs> he just hangs just out. Rest. It's like twenty measures of a rest. I was like, what is that? Strings it. Does the, the does the you know? Oh yeah, there's a whole tuning portion beforehand. Um, I love that just, piece. It's, it's so hard John, to screw up. It's John Cage, right? Yeah, there's a real artist the who did that. It's just silence. It's called Seven Minutes Twenty Three Seconds. I saw something like that. Is mm-hmm. the name of the piece, and it's literally he sits at a piano and doesn't play because it's all about like the sounds that the audience makes mm-hmm. and what's ha- what happens in the silences. Yeah. So it's when he can't cool. get the juggler, he brings in. The quiet mm-hmm. bard is this really old retired guy. People like it. It's it makes them think. That's why I want to go to a bar. To think. You don't get drunk and contemplate sometimes. Who are you talking to? This guy? No. Not you, the <laughs> character. Oh, you, me in like real life? Yes. But my character? No. He don't do that. No, I'm pretty sure artist is never quietly contemplating. No. And if he thinks about contemplating, he goes and finds some people and gets a party going. Do you have a thinking song? You can just play while you're thinking? Oh, yeah. (laughs) She's noodling and thinking. Uh, Like my dad, well, my dad in real life will play basically Mm -hmm. the beginning of On the Road again when he's trying to think of what to play, that kind of doom, 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 doom. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Love it. So if I remember correctly, this is Kara's missions. Yes. Okay. It's just after closing time. The last drunks are getting escorted out of the bard's rest. And what's your nightly ritual? Cleaning, putting stuff away. I kind of I'm in charge of the tables because I'm not a bar person. But I can wipe it all down, clean it up. Chairs on the tables. Go downstairs into the hole and sleep. Into the hole, really? That's what you call your bedroom? Yeah. Okay. Before you can head down to your room, Tobard pulls you aside. Kara, mind joining me behind the bar for a minute? Something I need to talk to you about. No, uh, of course. I've got a favor I want to ask of you. I, mean, I can't promise payment or anything, but it would go a long way to help the Bard's rest in the long run. I do owe you quite a lot for what you've done for me, so well, what is his favorite town? There's a group of thugs. They hang out a few blocks from here. They've been roughing me up lately for money. I hate to say it, but I've been, actu- I've been paying. I can't have them hurting me or hurting the patrons. That's just bad for business. You know, if I gotta spend a little gold to make them go away, so be it. But honestly, I'd rather not spend the money. Alright, so you just want them to... I, I, I need them to know that we don't take their protection, and if they try to start anything around here, they will, they will be in for a surprise. It will go badly for them. Now, I wouldn't ask you to do this by yourself. And he points over to Aranus, who is drunk off of his ass, shutting down the bar. Helping uh, to usher the rest of the group oh, people out. Yeah. Because I'm really good at... He motions over to Aranus. Loot on his back. He helps make situations a little bit less tense. You think the two of you could... Oh gosh, do you really just turn and smile and wave? Only if I can hear him. Like, no, can, no, I, no. can I hear if him? If you're ushering people out, you don't hear him. If I can't hear him, then, then no, I don't do the cheesy wave. I think the two of you could probably go down to their HQ and just, just let them know what's going on. Get them to stop bothering us. It'll mean the bar gets to keep more of its money and we'll be a little bit better off, you know? Maybe you get paid a little bit extra. Maybe uh, Aaronis over there gets paid a little extra. But at the end of the day, we're all more comfortable. 
that sounds like something that we could we could take care of. Definitely don't want these guys hanging around causing trouble for us. Not thrilled at the idea of getting involved with them, but it seems like the better choice to get rid of them to make than to have them become a bigger problem. I mean, it's it's pretty late. They're probably not all awake if you want to do this now, but if you need some time to collect yourselves, that's all right. I just uh, need to go get a couple of things from my right. room and then go, I'll go. Go make sure Arnis can can help out. I'll, I can fill them in if you want, but I'll let you go ahead and organize this. All right. Uh, we'll, we will do our best to take care of this for you. Let me know right before you go. I'll, I'll tell you who you need to talk to over there. Okay. Once I know he's on board, I don't mind sharing all the details. So I, um, I approach Arnis. As he's ushering out the last of the drunks who are stumbling and singing... Artist, please roll me a performance check to see how well you did tonight. Oh my lord. Probably terrible, even with my crazy bonus. <laughs> 22. You played very well. They are singing your song as they go out into the streets. Uh, is there a particular song you were playing tonight? I always play the same song to end the night. To oh, be oh like, we got a closing time song? Yeah, yeah I have a closing time song. <laughs> it tends right. to stick with people, so if they're singing a thing, it's probably that. As they're All right. wandering home. And they're stumbling out into the streets where it is dark, pretty much as usual. And Kara approaches. <clears throat> Pardon me, Mr. Gray. You must have me mistaken <laughs> with my father. <laughs> my, name is, my name is Aranus. <laughs> I did not want to overstep my station uh, and address you so informally. <gasps> Please. Aranus, <laughs> Torbald has a uh, request. Tobard. Uh, Tobard, sorry. Tobard. Has a request of me uh, that I would I would seek your assistance on. You know what? Do I need to go talk to somebody? Yes, we need to go talk to someone. Apparently, there's someone that's uh, shaking him down, and he was hoping we could get them to stop. So why are they doing that to him? He's such a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, he said I was drunk, so I'm just. I'm you like, said you shut the bar down at the end of the day, so I, I if do. you want to be drunk, uh, you can be drunk. So drunk I, ass motherfucker. I think on this, I think on this occasion, it's funnier if I'm drunk. All right, you're drunk. I don't <laughs> always get wasted, but oh, when you do, um, artist, how quickly can you get sober? Depends on what we need to leave. I mean, could we do this tomorrow, or do we need to go like in five well, minutes? I, I mean, I personally would prefer to do it sooner rather than later, so they don't expect us coming. Oh. Why would they expect us tomorrow? <laughs> sorry. That was a fair so sorry. <laughs> You're gonna hate me Fine. so much. <laughs> it makes much more sense to go when you're sober. Why don't you go home, sleep it off, and I'll be waiting outside the bar for you tomorrow morning. Okay. And since home is upstairs, why don't you start climbing the stairs? Okay. So two of you are retiring to your respective rooms, upstairs yes. and downstairs. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Alright. Car goes to the basement. What do you sleep on in the basement? I didn't um, ask. I'd say I have like some sort of, of cot thing that doubles as like a storage shelf when it's not in use in the evening. So like I come home sometimes I have to come downstairs and take things off of my cot to sleep on my cot. Okay. Meanwhile, Aranus, of course, has a bed. It's, mm-hmm. it's a proper room. You know. There's a dresser. There's a spot for a candle to provide light. There's a sconce on the wall. You've got a window. Does it look a sconce? <sighs> Fired. And you think I'm annoying. Only gonna get worse. Kara has no windows because it's the basement. And also you suck. I'm just kidding. You don't suck. Uh, and as you retire to your rooms, Tobar finishes cleaning up and counting money, getting that stored away in his office. And the morning comes. Well, 
you sleep. It's still several hours from daylight. Uh, nobody really tends to see the sun until about 9 to 10 a.m. Okay. And uh, since you were kind enough to say you were drunk, please make a constitution saving throw with advantage. Is the advantage only because I knew this a lot? No, the advantage is that you just slept. Oh, I screwed too. I feel like this was going to end poorly. You didn't try to shake it off right after drinking. Fourteen. You've got a slight headache, but it's not going to impair you. Really loud noises might bother you, though. All right. It's a good thing you play the loot and not the cymbals. <laughs> crash. Uh, crash. Uh. <laughs> and what do you do in the morning? Wake up and make myself a meager meal and waiting for her or him waiting for him. Since we both live in the tavern, I'm just kind of sitting at a table in the okay. bar waiting. Tobart is up. He's doing mostly the same thing. Before I leave my quarters, I um, will strap a couple of daggers to myself and conveniently hidden places amongst my skirts and bodice and things. Dirty. That's fair. Aaron, as you wake up, what do you bring down with you, pair for this mission? My loot. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> pretty much it? Oh, that's that's it. Okay. We said we were talking to somebody, so I figured, like, well, I put on my armor. You've got armor? I have leather armor. Ooh. And is it decorative at all? Since you are a performer. Yeah, it is. Tell me what this bard armor looks like. Well, it's got, like, you know how, how leather can be kind of... Like you can make impressions on it and make patterns. Like that's what it yeah. is. So it's it's not like super gaudy. I have other costumes to be super gaudy. <laughs> but it is it's slightly more done up than just like straight up. Is leather. this leather dyed a certain color or is this still just plain brown? No, it's plain brown. Okay. It's my one of my more utilitarian pieces. What sort of motif is the embossing on your leather? I'm terribly <laughs> curious now. I was thinking just like just like Filigree. like swirls and stuff. And, and you're both downstairs. Tobard notices both of you, and uh, he comes around. All right, so uh, Arnis, you you're gonna work with Kara here? I suppose so. I don't really know what we're doing though. Well, Kara didn't fill you in. I apologize. Uh, I mean, I just hadn't gotten to it yet. <laughs> I sort of know what we're doing, but there's some thugs trying to shake us down for some money. I've been paying them, but I'd rather not. You know, paying them. Why didn't you come to me sooner to talk to him? I, I didn't want to put you in a spot. Tobart. You've been performing so well lately. I didn't want to put anything on your mind. Oh, Tobard, you know I got your back, bro. All right, well, now's the time to... I don't to, say bro, but, like... <laughs> if you do, then this would be a good chance to prove it. All right. So, yeah, these thugs are... They're each they're a few blocks away from here. It's, it's a little run down. There's usually about five or six of them there. Okay. The man you're going to want to see to convince, he kind of like waves his hands, you know, how, however that happens. His name's Hangway. You'll notice him. He's a big dude. If you can convince him that we don't need his protection and, you know, we don't have to pay him anymore, that'd be great. We'd need more money for the tavern. And maybe more money for everybody else. Or just this place looks a little nicer. Maybe we could put a rug down in the basement. That would be nice. It's a little cold. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty spartan, but... This is in the basement? Oh, you... There's no way you don't no, I know. know. <laughs> I or are you just dicking with it? <laughs> or she's just uh, so, oh, so hungover she can't remember. He can't remember. No, I'm not that hungover. I'm not that hungover. Okay. Perfect. Then I think it's it's time we head out. Do we do this right now? It would seem to me that there's no time like the present. Okay. Unless Good. my companion has other no, ideas. No, I think we need to go. You... 
arrive at their headquarters. It's it's a low building, one story, flat roof. The windows have boards over them. The door is pretty solid wood, definitely has a lock on it. It's still pretty quiet. I want to do a walk around the building once, looking for guards, guard patrols, and a second form of egress or ingress. Sure. Just you? Going you, want me to, you want me to come with you? Well, I'd like to do this without being noticed. Oh. Are you, are you good at sneaking around? And this is conversation. No. Okay, then why don't you stay here? <laughs> this is what I want you to do. I want you to stay here and I want, want you to watch the door while playing something. Right, just play something. And if you stop playing music, that's going to be how I would know that something happened. <laughs> play the little ditty that you play when the drunks are leaving the bar. Oh. What if they come to the door and ask me what I'm doing? You don't have to stand at the door. <laughs> Stand away back in the street and just perform. Just drop your hat on the ground like you're just performing every day like a street performer. Mm-hmm. Does, 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 <laughs> does Aranis still do street performance or is it strictly indoors? When I'm traveling around, yeah. Okay, so this isn't beneath you. So. No, 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 no. no. Alright. And if you stop playing, I'll know that someone has come in or out of the building and I should maybe not be doing a walk around. Okay. Ask a bar to start a jam session. Awesome. Pretty much. <laughs> Give me a performance roll, please, Aranis. And then, Kara, you'll need a stealth to see how quietly you survey this building. 23. I was almost... Oh, fuck. I got a 9. Well, I did So, well. <laughs> Aranis plays her tune magnificently. His tune. His tune. I apologize. It's okay. I'm used to you playing a female yep. character. <laughs> I'm just lucky I'm not calling you by the wrong name. Yet. Yet. So, Aranis plays... His tune very well. A professional ludist up in here. And there's there's someone walking by delivering bread, and he'll throw in a couple copper. Uh, actually, did you put anything down? You don't have a hat. I'm sorry. He... I put something down. I got like a pouch or something. Okay. Yeah, he'll throw a couple copper at your feet, uh, just as a tip. Or like a little like handkerchief. Meanwhile, Kara is surveying the building. As you make the turn to get from the side, to the back of the building. Unfortunately, you step on the tail of this cat. And it lets out a very loud, screeching yelp, like cats do. <laughs> totally blowing any quiet that you may have had. And you can give me a perception roll. God, those numbers are so flippin' tiny. I got a five. Total? Yep. Okay. You hear the cat scream, and it takes off. Climbs up a couple of crates and is on like some roofs and just gone. But you don't hear anything else. You do notice there is a back door to the building. None of the windows are open such that you can see through them. They've either been boarded up or they've got shades drawn on the inside. Is the back door locked? You can go up and give it a try. Go up and give it a try. Yes, it is definitely locked. Take a good long look at the lock and see how intricate it looks. It's just a plain lock. Okay. How large is this building? Is it like a one-room building? Is it like a you know huge two-story building? It, like I said, it's a it's a single floor. Whether or not it has a basement, you can't tell from the outside. But based on other buildings of the city, you'd estimate there's three or four rooms in there. Not big ones. Like a main room that's pretty large, and then three small rooms at most. Okay. I've done my recon. I'm going to go back to, uh, to Ernest. Okay. So, Ernest, here's what I'm thinking. Now that you're back, should I stop playing? You can stop playing, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I'm having a thought. I pick up my little like handkerchief with my money. There's a couple of ways we can approach this. I wrote it down. I'm of the mind that your words could be very powerful in the situation, but I'm also of the mind that the unknown could be helpful too. I I don't know what you mean by that. See, I've my own way of persuading people to do things. It's a little less uh, eloquent than your way, but I'm thinking if you were to go in alone and do your best to convince them with your words, then if your words fail, I might be able to assist you in a, in a different capacity, should the opportunity arise. You're not talking about killing them, are you? No, no, I mean, I have no desire to, to kill them, but I think sometimes the threat of violence is almost more powerful than actually violence. Oh. I mean, it's essentially what they're doing, right? We just give them a little of their own medicine, if you will. You're going to do that. You just want me to talk to him and I try to get him to leave my friend alone. Go in and, yeah, try and convince them of their better nature and, and convince them that he, that he doesn't need the protection. And I can potentially provide that evidence if it's needed. Okay. So? So why don't you go ahead and go to the front door and I'll do what I'm going to do. Wow. <laughs> you can ask for him, by the way, for the rest of this plan if you want. I'm just doing my... You know, my thing. Okay. You don't need another rest of the plan then. If what you was want. what was the guy's name again? Hang wait. Hang yes. wait. Thank you. And just do me a favor, Ernest. You be you. <laughs> be your I don't entertaining, boisterous, crowd forming you. I don't okay. Sorry, Ernest, what do you do? Um put my loot on my back. Okay. And I Go up to the front door and just knock. I'm kind of polite. <laughs> okay. A small, scruffy, wiry man opens the door. He is dressed in a, a somewhat tattered cloth robe. And he looks up at you because he's a little short. Wait, how tall are you? 5'11". Okay, yeah, yeah. He looks up at you because he's a little short. Yeah, what do you want? Hi! I uh... am here <laughs> on behalf of Tobart, who owns the tavern. Just up the road. Ah, ah, paint, paint in advance. Good, good. Come on. I'll take that off your hands. Uh, I'm actually here to talk to Hang Wait on his behalf. I, I, he's still sleeping. I wouldn't want to wake him up. Why not? You know, he doesn't like... He gets cranky in the morning. You what? you can go wake him up. I don't want to do that. You know, I didn't catch your name. What was your name? This is the part where I hate Shannon. <laughs> this is going to happen a lot, by the way. No, no, that's fine. That's why I have this order, other thing here. In order to be buddies with people, I'm going to want to know their names. <laughs> um, oh, he tells you his name is Viljan. Viljan. Whoa. Viljan. Has anyone ever told you Viljan that that is an awesome name? Uh, you, you know, some of the ladies, they like it. I am sure they do. Viljan, I think I'm going to take your advice and... Go on and wake up Hangweight myself. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Uh, roll insight, please. <laughs> this sounds like the worst idea in history, and I'm this. So, this so much excited right now. I got a 16. Uh, you can tell he doesn't expect this to go well. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, he leads you up to a door up on the left-hand side. You walk past some tables and chairs and various other stuff, and yeah, he's right in there. Perfect. Thank you, Viljan. Viljan. I'm sorry. Thank you for your help. Yeah, yeah. He just takes a step back. 
And he just watches. So I open the door. It is unlocked. Okay. No problem. I'm I'm not attempting to be stealthy, but I'm not banging it open either, if that makes sense. So like That's I don't fine. I don't exactly expect him to wake up on the door open. As you enter, there is indeed a bed there, probably about the size of a double. And there's this huge body on the bed, his feet sticking out a little bit past the end, until he's got, like, a massive barrel chest, and he's just quietly sleeping away. And I get out my loot. Looty loot awesome. loot. Pull that loot off your I bag. I get out my loot, Rotate. and I'm going to play a nice, like, wake-up tune. Something that's a little bit wake soothing, up, but will wake him up in a pleasant type of way. Very well. You may roll for that. Yes, I may. Performance for playing your loot. That's a 17. That is a decent song. Kara, you can certainly mm-hmm. hear this. Uh, where have you gone? I'm going since... to the back entrance. Okay. Uh, you are by the back door, and you can certainly hear loot music, played with skill, coming from the other side of the walls. Reach into my bodice if you want, pull out my thieves' tools and try and unlock the door. Sure. I was going to ask if you have thieves' tools. <gasps> we have somebody with thieves' tools! Oh my gosh. I'm really excited. <laughs> i got to put so many more locked things in your pack. Uh-huh. Okay. Fuck, I can't roll above a five today. That's a nine. Okay. You fiddle with it, and you think you hear it unlock, but then, like, as soon as you move the thieves tool, like, you start pulling it out, it just resets. You hear just like, again. "Mm, Not quite there. Meanwhile, Aranus is playing a song, and this man starts waking up. And he just groggily wakes up, rubs his eyes, giant hands of his, Stands up. He's taller than you by a good head. Mm. I don't remember asking for a wake-up song. What's going on? I'm gonna continue. That would be your cue. I'm gonna continue to play while I talk to him, just kind of ease him into being awake still. Uh huh. Good morning, Hangway. Uh, yeah. I don't believe I know you. He's looking around for his robe because presently he is in. Just his underoos. You, you don't know me. Uh, you do, however, know a very good friend of mine who's owns the tavern just up the street. You're gonna have to be more specific. Is there more than one tavern up the street? Well, it depends which street you're talking about. Okay, it's morning. Give me a. <laughs> Fair enough. Cut me some slack here. Fair enough. I apologize. You know a very good friend of mine by the name of Tobard. Sounds yeah, familiar? Yeah, yeah. Why don't you say so to begin with? Right. I am here on his behalf. Alright. Finds his robe and just kind of throws it over his shoulders but doesn't bother tying it so you get to see hairy belly. That seems about right. Um, it's not shame. It's just comfortable in his robe. Hang, wait. Tobard wanted me to convey to you that his bar doesn't really need protection. Tobard's a good guy. Everybody loves him. Everybody loves me. I'm there most of the time. He doesn't have any enemies that he needs protecting from. Or thieves in the night, for that matter. That he needs to be paying for. Go ahead and uh, roll persuasion Persuasion? real quick. (laughs) It's it's gonna make me roll something. Yeah, yeah. That would be a 17. Look, it's not about protecting from, you know, current threats out there. It's making sure nothing happens if we weren't there. Well... Really... I care for the guy. I want to make sure he's safe and sound. How? Uh, let me ask you a question. 
<laughs> How long have you been providing this protection, as you call it? Been about six weeks now. About six weeks now. Do you know approximately how much trouble Tobard had before you started providing this protection? No, but I know how much you could get in without it. From who? And perhaps I should be talking to them. Uh, you know, uh, nameless ruffians. Yeah, nameless, nameless ruffians. ruffians he nameless <laughs> ruffians. Because they, they're everywhere. Hang, wait. It's I a gotta, big city. I gotta be honest with you. People get beat up in the streets all the time. Tobar didn't really have any trouble before you started coming around <laughs> talking about the threat of trouble. And it seems to me that he's got more trouble now than he did before. Please roll another persuasion. <laughs> You're going to make me roll these until I fail one of no, them. No, no, no. <laughs> you just need enough success. That's this a crit. This isn't a one and done here. Crit will do very well, yeah, though. That's a crit. While you're making your case, Kara, your mm -hmm. first attempt to break in through the lock did not go so hot. <sighs> What's next? Try it one more time before we think of another plan. Okay. Let me try again. That's going to be a 16. This works much better. You... You figured out what you did wrong the first time, and you're able to get everything set so that when you turn the knob and you remove your tools, everything's still unlocked, and you open it up, and you're able to push the door open a few inches. How do you wish to proceed in? Um, or in at all? I'm, I'm going in crazy okay. quiet like. Is the Roll ninja style. Still. Oh yeah, that's going to be a 21. No, 19, I'm sorry. No, wait, no, yeah, it's a 22 actually. <laughs> it went up, and then down, and then even higher. You're very unsure of your stealthiness. You open the door. This is a fairly small room. There's a very small bed in it. And there's no light in the room. There is some light coming in from the moon after you open the door. But it is just a sliver of it. And roll perception, please. Oh, crit. Uh, no better time to crit. There is definitely somebody asleep in that bed. Okay. The goal is to sneak through the room. Okay, yeah, yeah. You can make it to the door. And then quite With your previous stealth roll, you open the door. And you can make another stealth for that door, too. 19. The door opens into this room. Uh, on the other side, it is lit. This is the main room, where that shorter, skinny guy, Viljan, is uh, sitting at the table. He's drinking something. He's facing the door into Hangley's room, where... Are you still playing music? Just a little softly under our conversation. Okay, yeah. Where you can hear loot music coming from. Right. He's focused on that door because he wants to know if anything's going down. Which is not purposefully to tell you where I am, but I suppose it's useful. It's isn't very it? useful. The, yeah. you know, the fact yeah. that you are playing music is sure handy it's, right now. It's, yeah, it's not. It, I, and it's, it's not, not so much you're directly zone. behind him, but you're probably like three quarters behind him. Can I move into a position to get directly behind him and approach him? Yes, you may. You, you successfully do that thing. I'll, I'll go off that previous stealth roll there. Where you open the door and just slunk into the room. Oh, well, tippy toes. I'm not knowing if there's another entrance to the room that she's in. Assuming there's not, because that would be the smarter your, for the leader. Your survey around the building only showed a front entrance and a back entrance. You came in through the back. So unless somebody's bursting in through a window, there's no other doors. Okay. So I'm going to... The question is, do I knock this guy out, or do I use him to try and hint at our power? I don't know. Let us go back to uh, 
Aranis and Hengwei, look, look here. Did you say your name? Yeah. Nope. Look, look here, Ludi. Ludi. Uh, I like that. I'm a level with you. You know, he pays us to keep bad things from happening. If he stops paying us, bad things happen because we stop getting paid. Just so I'm clear. Love the nickname, by the way. Ludi, top notch. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Just to make sure that I'm clear. You're saying that if you stop getting paid, bad things are going to happen to him. So you're really not... He's really not paying for you to protect him from bad things. He's paying for you to not do bad things to him. I'm sorry if there was any confusion there. You know, it's it's a legitimate business, by which I mean it. I legitimately get paid. It's not like he's really ashamed of what no, he know, does. I know, I'm trying to figure out where and to go And you certainly next. swayed him to be honest with you. I'm, I'm trying to figure out where to go, where to go next. I understand the need to make money. I mean, look what I do for a living. Exactly. But I just wonder, wouldn't you rather be able to hang out in a place like Tobard's Tavern with all the people having fun? Because I got to tell you, Hangway, we have some fun in this tavern. Wouldn't you rather be able to hang out in a place like that than having to shake down the owner for money? You can roll one more persuasion on this. He's listening to you. Oh, son of a bitch. That's an eight. Odal? Yes. I thought you were a bard. I rolled a three. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a big bonus, well, but I rolled terribly. He also rolled an eight. So, before we see this resolution, Kara, you have successfully snuck into this room, and you are behind Viljan. He's sitting in a chair. He's kind of leaning back on two legs, just drinking. Staring at the door. He's little, right? He's shorter. He's not halfling size, but he's maybe five feet tall. Okay. I'm going to draw a dagger. My, my goal is to get him in, like, one of those, like, I will slit your throat headlocks. Sure. Yeah, you've got him there. Cool. He didn't hear you coming, so you... Uh, As you reach around, do you say anything? Yeah, so do say, anything. stay quiet, or I will slit your throat. Please roll intimidation. Here's another one I need a good roll on, but... It's a lower check because he's got a knife to his throw. An eight? An eight. Hey, I uh, think you might be lost there. You don't want to start nothing here. Why don't you uh, very slowly move with me into the other room? <laughs> yeah, I'm comfortable here. Why don't you pull up a chair? <laughs> well, this guy's got balls of steel. Can I, I intimidate better? Press the dagger a little tighter onto his throat and say, well, why don't you walk with me? Roll perception real quick. Uh, it's a 16. Finally, okay. I rolled above a 10. He rolled super poorly. You see, as he is saying this to you, like one of his hands is reaching down to his boot, where he is also going to pull out a dagger. Wonderful. But you you notice it just as he's reaching down, so if there's anything you want Can to I do keep before... Can the, the dagger on his throat and reach out for the other hand? Uh, so I've got him kind of braced here and go for the other hand. Roll dexterity. Just a den- just general dex? Just dex bonus. Yeah. See if you can get to the knife before him. That's a 15. Just as he's about to grab onto the handle of his dagger, you catch his hand. Oh, I guess you're pretty smart then. You can roll intimidation again with advantage now, because you've got a blade digging into his throat, and you've cut off his (laughs) weapon. Oh, yes, that's an 18. Uh, Yes, he is now sufficiently afraid of you. Uh, What would you like to do with him? Um, I'm going to lead him toward the room that the music is coming from. 
At knife point? Yeah. Okay, yes, he stands up. How tall are you? 5'10". Okay, yes. You are... All like the same height. <laughs> You're all giant people. Oh, I don't know how to gauge height. I only know my own height. Mm-hmm. I know it's short for you as a person, but in game it's like 5'10", 5'11", 6 foot. Maybe I'm a little shorter than 5'10", but I'm not very short. Uh, this guy who's 5 feet, like, you pull him in close, and like his head just baps you in the chest, and you're easily able to hold the dagger there as you walk him up to the door, which... Did you close it behind you? No. Yes. Is still open like a foot. Aranus. I don't know what the other half of the plan is, so like closing the door would... Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fair. Aranus, you're talking with Hangway. It is going really well. Or it was until that terrible roll. No. Oh, I guess we rolled the same, so. You know, a place to drink outside of this hole would be nice for a change. We get free drinks? If you decide to stop badgering my friend, the first time you come in, your drinks are on me. After that, though. <laughs> for everybody. Not just me, the whole house. How, <laughs> how many of you are there? Is that a deal breaker? I was just asking a question. I mean, right now it's just the it's just the four of us, but sometimes you know we got like thirteen people here. Thirteen might be a deal breaker, but the four of you, your four regulars, absolutely. Hmm. You the only bard there? Right now. Play me something happy. All right. He just asks. That seems like a strange request, but sure. Play me a drinking song. Sure, we'll play you something happy. Thank you. I got a ten. Oh, that's <laughs> well, you know, maybe you're better when I've been drinking. Hey, not every tune's a winner. As you say that, Kara, you have your dagger to a man's throat. As you walk into this room... I want to just kind of... The goal is to come into the room so that he doesn't know I'm there, but the other guy sees me. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Hangweight, as soon as you enter the room, Hangweight sees you over the artist's shoulder. And now I'm just, I'm literally just sitting there, like, I want to give, like, uh, a look that, like, I'm connected to the loot guy, and that I could take his man's life at any moment, and then I'm waiting for his answer to the situation. That's a significant amount of stuff in a look. Oi, this is a change of tone. Um, Yeah. Roll, I want to say performance, because it's going to be his insight to interpret it. Yep. It's a seven. What the hell's going on here? He says out loud. I just tried to play you a tune. What? No, no. He, like, pushes past you, uh, and he is approaching you and Viljan and Kara. Oh, her? Very quickly. Like, he I'll is be like, oh, don't move. He reaches out to grab your arm that has the dagger. Uh, that's my backup. Okay, what do you do, Kara? If he reaches out, I'm going to hold on to the, his guy and point the dagger in his direction. He's not taking my dagger. Okay, that's... A- so you take the dagger off of his throat, yep. and you point, point it here at the guy coming my way. He's going to try to grab your dagger, or you're failing at your hand. You can either try to sneak your hand away, or you can just try to fight his strength. Can I slash at the incoming hand? Oh my god. You bite the hand that feeds? You can roll dexterity, then, since this is going to be a, an attack. He is reaching out to try to grab your hand. Fifteen. And as he does so, you just slash across his palm, drawing blood, and just, oh, mother! And looks at you, Aradis. This! What is... What is this? Well, 
in case thought our, we were going to be friends. Well, in case but our, now I'm bleeding. In case our negotiations went poorly, I had to have backup, right? You understand about backup. <laughs> yes, I had to spin the situation. Yeah, yeah. I realize about backup. I apologize like, that my backup was a little early or overt. He grabs a cloth from a shelf and starts wrapping it around his hand. It is definitely dirty. It's mostly so he's not dripping blood on the floor. I put him down, he tells you, Kara. Once we have an agreement, I won't let your man go. Look, Ludi and I were having a real nice conversation. Sure. Mm-hmm. Now you come here threatening my, my man Diljan. Well, you know, everyone needs an, shall we say, an insurance policy. Mm. Yeah. And we were trying to negotiate a different form of payment here. And if you want to pay in blood, that's a different story. Kara, I can't tell you what to do, I'm realizing very quickly. But uh, can I recommend that, at least for the moment, you let his man go? Because I think we can reach a peaceful, a peaceable arrangement here. I thought the whole point was to prove we didn't need his protection. I've already done that. So he's just going to leave everyone alone with no cost to Torvald? Tobard. Tobard. His name is not Torvald. With Who is no Torvald? with, That's with a name for no cost. Linus Torvald, the inventor of Linux. We were just about to agree that he would rather be in on the party than crash in the party, and that if he agreed to stop shaking my man down, that on their first night in the bar, that I would pay for the four of their drinks, and then after that they were on their own, and we were good. That's right. Night on Ludi. Little negotiation, shall we say? They get something, we get something. We're good. Okay. Can you like put I him sound down? A little like the Godfather. That's if, not really what I want. If but. you believe this is a permanent solution, well, if it's not a permanent solution, they know what you can do now. All right. And I'd, would you like to do one more intimidation check, kind of, to prove that you're tough? It's an eleven. Hey, if things change, you know where to come find us. All right. We'll push him back to hang weight. Viljan kind of like straightens himself up, dusts himself off a little bit. That was rude. There's no call for that. Get out. Get. Run. Get. I, I, I don't go anywhere. I just take a step forward to the... So I'm just kind of... But like just just behind the bard. Aranus, anything you'd like to do here? So Hangway, we were on the verge of a deal here. Yeah, yeah. He lifts up his hand in the bandage, where the blood is quickly soaking through, and he just spits in it real good, and he reaches out just for a handshake agreement. <laughs> you got a deal. This huge hand just slowly filling with blood. In my head. And now spit. In my head, I think to myself, thank God I live in a tavern where I can wash my hands. And I shake his hand. Okay. Pull it away. It's definitely dirty. You can see yourselves out. Thank you, Hangway. I'm glad we could solve this almost peacefully. No problem, Lodi. See you in a couple nights. Sounds good. Anything you two would like to do before you leave? No. I'm pretty much headed out because I want to go wash my gross hands. So you walk slowly and confidently out of their little HQ. And as soon as the door closes behind you, you just run off to the barn. It's not just, it's not like dirt. Like, I don't have a problem with dirt, right? Like, when I travel, I sleep on the ground, but... The blood I, and like, mucus, the, baby. The blood and the spit is just... Ugh, and the dirty... I can't... And, no, it's too much. Okay. <laughs> it's too much terrible. <laughs> all right. Let's see, so they are now welcome at the Bard's Rest. And I make sure to let Tobard know kind of what the deal was. Yeah. 
If he has to stop paying them, that's what really counts. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Podcast art created by Vanessa Blockland. You can find more of her art on Facebook or at vanessablockland.com. Blockland, spelled B-L-O-K-L-A-N-D. Podcast music by Daryl Dibber Reconos. You can find more of his music at dibber.mo or at soundcloud.com slash dibbermusic. Dibber spelled D-I-B-U-R. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrim. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice. If you want to reach out to us personally, you can find us on Twitter at Skyrim Podcast or email us at skyrenpodcast at gmail.com. We are also on Facebook, where you can like and follow us or just chat with some awesome people. Thank you again for joining us. We'll see you next time.